نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي آمين يا رب العالمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته You're listening to Newcastle Fast FM and this is the host of this show and your sister in Islam Tabina Hussain and as you know that we these in our show we are talking about the great women of islam in order to learn something positive inshallah definitely they have always have positivity uh, for the for the whole of the ummah so we were talking about the great women of islam and today inshallah we're going to discuss little bit inshallah as much as we can the life of aisha bint abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala anha abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha inshallah we're going to talk about aisha and uh, alhamdulillah, most of us, alhamdulillah, we are all believers and we know about Quran, we know about deen, inshallah, as much as we we, we do make our effort and uh, we know about the mothers of uh, believers as well. But, you know, this is all just a reminder for ourselves and all of our daughters and all the, the daughters of Islam, inshallah, this is only a reminder. Because we human beings, most of the time, we know certain things, this is good, this is bad for me, but still we forget. So the, the purpose of these shows is to remind ourselves first and the, and the listeners the, what is the purpose of our life in this dunya and what kind of people we should follow. Because in this dunya, we know that everyone follows someone. We always follow someone. Sometimes, sometimes we follow our, our parents, our friends, you know, and our relatives and the people and community. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through these, you know, uh, some women they are mentioned in the Quran or they are praised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and some of them they are mentioned in a hadith and, the, and they were uh, female sahabiyat subhanallah so when we, we learn about these women the great women of Islam then we find out subhanallah these women are the best role, role model for the for the female uh, believing servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that's why the, the purpose of talking about you know about these uh, great women is to remind ourselves um, inshallah so Aisha Radhiallahu um, Aisha Radhiallahu She was the favorite daughter of Abu Bakr Siddiq Radhiallahu Now you know when we say favorite, that means that there is they do have some qualities which make them favorite of their parents, or favorite of their husbands, or favorite of other relatives. So you know no one be your favorite without any reason. If someone is favorite, you know you you can say my favorite friend or my favorite uh, child or some someone you know that means they do have certain qualities and because of those qualities they get extra attention. So Aisha, she was favorite daughter of one of the closest friend and companion of Prophet Abu Bakr Siddiq and several ayat of the Noble Quran, they were revealed um, where they were, they were associated with Aisha and she was the, she was proud, she was always proud and thankful to Allah for this honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed many ayat in the Quran regarding, regarding Aisha and because of this, she never used to boast, but she was uh, proud and she was grateful to Allah Azawajal for this honor. And she was in enviable, she or Aisha radiallahu she was in an enviable position among the mothers of the believers. Um, in that, that she was she was considered the foremost among them um, because of her, because of intelligence, because of uh, her knowledge about deen and because of... Uh, uh, her, you know, being keen to learn the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, rest of the mothers of the believers. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
you know, many people say, you know, how, you know, she got married to Professor Lassam and Professor Sam got married to her, you know, they, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chosen herself, Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chosen himself, you know, Allah chosen her himself in the heaven as a bride for Prophet Aisha said that Angel Jibreel alayhi salam, he brought my picture wrapped in a cover of silk, uh, in green silk in Prophet dream and told him that he is your wife in this dunya and the hereafter. So the portrait of Aisha wrapped in a green silk was brought to Prophet in his dream by Jibreel alayhi salam, and he told him that he was to marry him even though he he did not even think about this before. But after that, when Angel Jibreel al-Islam showed, showed him the picture of Aisha radiallahu and he said that you, you're going to marry him, marry her, that Prophet sallallahu alayhi going to marry her, then, uh, then Prophet sallallahu said, if it's from Allah, then it's going to happen. Because the, we know that all the, the dreams of the prophets, they are uh, a form of wahi. This is a form of revelation. We know in the Quran, you know, when Ibrahim Islam, he saw that, you know, he, he is slaughtering his son Ismail Islam in his dream. And he knew that this is a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The messenger's dream is not the or, or dreams of ordinary people. So what did he do? He really acted upon it. But Allah Azzawajal, when Allah tested Ibrahim Islam, Allah saved Ismail Islam as well. So this was as a command. So same way, you know, same thing happened to Prophet that Aisha radiallahu she was shown and uh, he was told that he, he was to marry her. And then she would be his wife in this dunya and the hereafter as well. So, and uh, Aisha radiallahu you know, that she's got so many qualities. She had so many qualities. She had brilliant mind and a remarkable memory. And uh, she had the distinct, this, this distinction of being a, a source of many, many ahadiths for this ummah. And because of her, subhanAllah, because of her long association with Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, her knowledge of many branches of the, of the religion, like fiqh and sharia, you know, is coming from most of the ahadith regarding fiqh and most of the hadith, you know, regarding sharia, they're coming from Aisha radiallahu alaihi And her, her wisdom, you know, Aisha's knowledge um, and her wisdom in, in tafsir and her, her, her mastery on, on teaching of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and her, her being trustworthy her trust trustworthiness and integrity and all all these qualities made aisha radiallahu one of the most remarkable personalities of that time so if she earned the you know it's not like that she was giving just the you know all this status without any reason no she earned it she earned it and when anyone makes effort allah subhanahu wa always appreciates the effort and allah subhanahu wa shows the fruit of the efforts in this dunya and the hereafter so she was, and at the same time, she was knowledgeable. At the same time, she was really, really tender-hearted, and no needy person left her house empty-handed. And Jibril alayhi salam, he personally greeted Aisha radiallahu and her. And during her lifetime, she earned a place for herself in paradise. It was while you know, and Prophet you know, uh, she used to be proud of this. That it was while Prophet. Resting and I like, like um, on her chest, he passed away. Prophet passed away when he was in her, in her arms and he was resting against, against her chest. So he, she used to be, you know, she used to feel proud of this. That Prophet, you know, he, 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 he died in my arms and he died in my apartment and his blessed grave is in my apartment. So this shows that Aisha, she loved Prophet a lot with all her heart. So it was uh, uh, um, Aisha, it was her apartment 
which became Prophet Sallallahu final resting place, that means his blessed grave. And she was born, you know, we know that Alhamdulillah, she was born Muslim and she has been, and she had been brought up in a in a very pure, uh, pure environment. She used to, favorite pastime was swinging and playing with, with dolls. With dolls and, you know, sometimes like teddies or horse or something. And once Prophet asked her, you know, before, you know, uh, I think we was before he got married to her and when Prophet when she she's playing with it. That's how she replied to Prophet So that was her favorite uh, hobbies, swinging and playing with dolls and everything. And she has a she had a very sharp memory. She never forgot anything, you know, anything once she heard it. And all this is because uh, Allah Subhanahu knows our intention. You know, when we when we make effort to learn something, and when we are keen to learn something, and when we have passion to learn, especially the Deen of Allah Subhanahu. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciates our efforts and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave, gives us understanding and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a good memory as well. And Aisha, I'm not saying they're not good people. I'm saying so. I'm, I'm just want to say, I, I want to say that when you make an effort, that Allah always appreciates your effort and Allah gives you more than you, you, you know, more than you search for. So this has happened. This is my personal, so personal experience, subhanAllah. Allah is giving me, subhanAllah, Quran, you know, more than I make effort to learn about the Quran. Because, the, you know, when you have passion for something in this, you know, when people have passion for the, for the possession of this dunya, they make their utmost effort to achieve the goal, to, to, to take the, you know, to achieve the goal. So when it comes to the deen, I don't know why we're not that passionate. Why not? We are not passionate about you know just like Aisha radhiyallahu and rest of the mothers of the believers. So we have to show our efforts to Allah subhanahu wa taala. Then definitely Allah will Allah will uh, appreciate our efforts. Then Allah subhanahu wa taala will give us knowledge of Deen, and Allah subhanahu wa taala will improve our memories as well. If you want to memorize the Quran, we make effort. Then Allah subhanahu wa taala will improve our memory. And Aisha radhiyallahu she used to have a photographic memory. She never forgot anything once she heard. From Abu Bakr Siddiq or from anyone, and especially from Prophet, she never forgot anything. And whatever she used to hear from Prophet, she used to memorize. And then after the death of Prophet, she used to convey to the rest of the Ummah. So more than anyone else so she never she she had uh, subhanallah photographic and really, really sharp memory and when she joined prophet sallallahu's household subhanallah in medina she did not find herself in a royal mansion you know she's very high status in the sight of allah 
But in this dunya, subhanAllah, when she moved in the household of Prophet وسلم, she did not find herself in a, in a big mansion or big house. A number of small rooms, you know, they were, they were constructed in, in the locality of Bani, Bani Najjar around the masajid. And one was, you know, she occupied, occupied one of them. And the rest were the, uh, the, the hujurat, then the rooms, they were just like, um, they were occupied by the rest of the mothers of the believers. So, and the, the room was, it was about six feet wide and, um, and the roof was subhanAllah. What kind of roof was it? The roof of the, the room of the Aisha, it was the, it was made out of leaves, subhanAllah. And the roof was uh, of leaves and twigs. And to prevent the water leaking, you know, water leakage, what was the, over the, these branches and over the leaves, you know, it was covered with a blanket in case of, you know, uh, leakage because of the rain. This was her house. You know, Allah says in the Quran, Allah gave those people lofty, lofty, high rank, high, so high ranks in Jannah on the day of judgment. And these are the people who are not looking for for the for the for the lofty places in this dunya. They are so humble in front of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and they always, always, uh, always appreciate the decision of Allah Azza and they always accept the decree of Allah Azza Whatever Allah Subhanahu wa Taala decides for them, they have no complaint whatsoever. And that's why, because of their their, their sabr in this dunya, they achieve the high, high, ever, highest ever ranks of Allah and with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this was the roof, and this is the house of Aisha radiallahu anha, who is the wife of Prophet, beloved wife of Prophet sallallahu and the, and the daughter of As-Siddiq, who is the best of this ummah. So the roof was covered with, with after the uh, what you call it branches and the leaves, it was covered with the with the blank blanket in, in you know in case of uh, water leakage. So close uh, close to Aisha's room, there used to be another you know slightly higher than uh, high level room. It used to be slightly another room above the room of Aisha radhiyallahu You know there was another room which Professor Lassam occupied on one of the occasions when he done ila. You know what ila mean? Ila is when husband take a note that I'm not going to have any kind of um, uh, physical relation with my wife for a certain time. It was a first, first not forever, for a certain time. So one room above the room of Aisha, it was occupied occupied by Prophet during the Ila when uh, Prophet stayed in that room for a month uh, when he boycotted the, the mothers of the believers for just one month and he came back after 29 days because we know uh, um, Islamic month can be 30 days or 29 days. So there were none, subhanAllah, you can see that there was uh, none of the, uh, you know, signs of worldly wealth in their rooms. I can say including Aisha's room. In Aisha's room, you won't see the, you know, the worldly possession and the rooms of the rest of the belie mothers of the believers, subhanAllah. You don't see any signs of worldly wealth. But all these hujurat, all these rooms, they were filled with spiritual treasures. They were filled with the, with the with blessing of contentment. And you can all, wallahi, you can be satisfied only when you're content. You're content with the decree of Allah Azza wa Jal. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever provision Allah decides for you, if you think that that's enough for me, because that is decided by the one who knows me more than I know myself. And only then you can have a peace of mind and only th then you can have a true satisfaction in this dunya. 
because most of the time, times we are not, we, our mind is not at ease, our body is not at ease, and we always anxious and you know we suffer from anxiety, anxiety or something. Why? Because we are not happy with the decree of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We always complaining, complaining, complaining. I've got this, and she's got this. She's got more than me. He's got more than me. That's what we do all the time. And just because when we keep on looking at other people, you know, we we waste our own time, we waste our iman, and we waste our own happy moments. And you see, these are the mothers of the believers, subhanAllah. And they had really, really high rank in the sight of Allah Azza wa Jal. But what kind of dunya, what kind of life that uh, life they had in this dunya? This was the life of contentment. This was the life of sabr. But they still, subhanAllah, this small room, it's one small room of Aisha. The, 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 the same uh, small room is the sitting room, is the living room, is a bedroom, is a dining room, is the bathroom, all in one room. And now we are not satisfied, subhanAllah. We think that we are practicing sisters, subhanAllah, but most of the time we see that we are not content. If we have two bed bedroom house, bedroom house, then subhanAllah, keep on complaining to husband, you know, um, you know, I want bigger house, I want bigger car, I want this, I want new carpet and this and that. Why? Because we're not content. And just because we are not content, we don't have any kind of satisfaction in our life. So we see that all these hujrat, subhanAllah, the, the rooms of the mothers of the believers, uh, they were filled with the, with the, with the, with contentment and they were filled with the, the spiritual treasures. Okay, and uh, when Aisha Radhiyallahu moved um, in, in the household of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, so Bilal Radhiyallahu he was in charge of the the arrangement and uh, uh, arrangement and provided for the for the needs of the families of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and it was Bilal Radhiyallahu who used to distribute the annual uh, supply of the grains and everything, you know, whatever you know. They're going to have uh, one year supply, and he's the one who used to distribute and used to drop in the in the houses of the mothers of the believers. And when whole the we we know that when uh, later on, when uh, when Mahajirun they migrated to Medina, they were not in they they don't have place to live. They don't have anything to you know they know they don't have uh, they didn't have any place to live and they didn't have enough to eat. They didn't have enough to wear. Subhanallah, they were in really really poor condition. And these are the people, they left everything behind. They left their businesses behind. They left their properties behind. They left their families behind and migrated only for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal to the Medina. And at that time, the, the, all the believers, they were they were really in, in uh, uh, they were suffering from poverty. But later on, subhanAllah, when the, when the whole of the Arabia, they were, they were under the authority of Islam, the huge, huge qualities, uh, huge uh, quantities, huge qualities of the grain, grain and... Um, uh, I can say the cash and everything, it was in Baitul Mal. That slowly, slowly, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, tested the, the, the believers, they migrated to Medina, they didn't have anything. But slowly, slowly, subhanAllah, almost all Arabia and around the, the many, many Kabyle around the Arabia, they came under the ruling of Islam. And there was uh, now the, the, the Muslims, they were in very better condition. Financially, they were in better condition. But before subhanAllah, when Prophet passed away, you know, and that day, there was not in Aisha's Aisha's house, Subhanahu There was not even food for a single day when Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam passed away. 
and there was not food for for just one person in in her you know for one day in her house so later on we see that during the days of prosperity and abundant riches and riches uh, arrived daily almost daily subhanallah there so many so much you know the ghanima used to come but she always aisha radhiyallahu when after prophet sallallahu all this ghanima and their share when it was distributed and when the share the, the mothers of the believers share were distributed they they used to get their share and sometimes it used to be uh, food sometimes it used to be grains and sometimes it used, used to be the cash but she always always every single time she got her share she distributed them among the needy people by the time evening evening fell so her generosity was so known her generosity was known in medina and no beggar left her house empty handed on one occasion occasion subhanallah at one sitting aisha radhiyallahu she distributed and she gave away 70000 dirham in charity only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And she got up showing the, the empty handkerchief or empty piece of cloth in which you know she had the all the dirham. And she showed that this is the this is empty. I have given away. And she showed them the empty handkerchief handkerchief to the people you know who were sitting, who, who were seated there. So one day she was fasting and um, and a beggar came to her apartment, uh Hujra. And she she asked um, she asked her, you know, the, the, the beggar lady, she asked for the food. Now, Aisha told her maid, female, female slave, to give the lady the, the piece of bread she had. They had only one piece of bread. And Aisha told the slave girl, give it to that lady who is asking for the food. And the maid said, you know, that she is fasting herself. There is nothing, in, in, nothing else in the house with which Aisha can break her fast. Then Aisha said, that then at this moment we should help this lady who is in at the, at our door and evening evening will take care of itself that means allah subhanahu will provide me whatever i need in the evening if i take care of other people's need allah will take care of my need and subhanallah by the evening by the evening someone sent her a dish of cooked meat she gave she gave a piece of bread for the sake of allah Azzawajal. and she was sent subhanallah uh, she was sent uh, cooked meat, much better than you know just you know dry piece of bread. So when it was, then she said, she, she said to the to the slave girl that look, Allah had provided her with something much much better than she gave in her way in His way. So this, what do we learn that Subhanallah from this that when you help, when you help the needy, or when you when you spend your money for the sake of Allah Azza it does not decree. You know, and decrease your money at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala substitute, you know, with something much, much better. The only thing is our intention should be good and the thing we give for the sake of Allah, that should be good as well. And Aisha radiallahu as I mentioned, the very, very, she was very tender hearted and broke into tears very, into tears very easily. One day, uh, a beggar, a beggar woman came with two small children to her house. And she had only three dates in the house. Aisha had only three dates in her house. And these three dates she gave it gave to, to the woman. Because she knows she's going to give two, uh, all, to three people, herself and two children. She gave, so she gave three dates to, the, to that lady. And now the lady, the woman, she gave one each to her children. And she, uh, she started eating herself the third one. 
and one of the children subhanallah kids sometimes you know they be very i don't know you know they are proper tests subhanallah so one of the children you know he ate uh, his date very quickly and he was looking at the mother's mother's face you know like oh, i'm still hungry you know and mother you know she couldn't take it and she took the date out of her mouth and she broke she broke into two halves and again she gave the two halves one each to to her children and when aisha radhiyallahu anha saw this scene she could not control her tears when she saw the affection and love love of children in in mother's heart that she can sacrifice sacrifice her own hunger just to fill the fill the fill, fill the children's stomach and she is not bothered about herself so when she saw this subhanallah she started crying and she could not control her tears and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam you know you know they they had wonderful connection wonderful understanding subhanallah and they were they loved each other subhanallah the way we can't even describe to be honest prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam loved to listen uh, listen to aisha radhiyallahu anha talking and always always smiled when he, he she spoke when she spoke she never you know prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam never used to say you know is enough enough is enough can you stop talking you know i'm tired can you please be quiet no he loved to hear aisha talking and he always giving smile to aisha when she spoke on you know on one day there was eid day and uh, there was some african you know they were displaying their their skill with the spears and prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam aisha didn't ask prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam initiated himself he said aisha you want to see this you want to see this game what they playing you want to see this see their their skill you know they play, playing some tricks and you know games you want to see it and aisha said yes i want to see it then prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam stood in front of aisha and he lowered his shoulder and now aisha's chin is on the blessed shoulder of prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and can you imagine that prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam lowered his shoulder and he is in such position in which you get tired very quickly and now <clears throat> Uh, prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam lowered his uh, his shoulder and aisha radhiyallahu anha's chin is on the on the shoulder of prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and now she is hiding you know aisha is hiding uh, behind prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and she is watching this the, the match she is watching this activities you know what uh, the, the these people they are showing they are showing their skill and she is watching and prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he did not move until aisha radhiyallahu anha she got tired and she left her herself he said i'm tired and we don't know that you know you get tired you don't get tired very quickly and especially when you want to watch something you don't get tired very quickly so she she, she kept on watching 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 subhanallah and prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not move until aisha radhiyallahu anha tired and she left on her own and the other thing subhanallah whenever prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the hujra of aisha radhiyallahu anha because she was the youngest and always prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to treat other people according to their age according to their mental level and uh, you know according to their the the mentality so it's very important this is a very good approach that when we when we talk to other people we should know that what is their mental level what is their you know like uh, uh mentality or what is uh, according to the age as well sometimes we try to teach the kids you know so many you know the things of wisdom and you know we think that if we know they should know no how can you expect something from the children so parents need to need to know this as well subhanallah when we talk to the children we don't we should not expect them to act like adult 
And we see them many times, you know, mothers, they start shouting at kids, you know, over little, little thing. You know, I'm telling you, why don't you understand? But you can't understand. This she is a child, he is a child. They can't, they, these children, they're not, you know, at the at the age then when they can understand everything very quickly. So Prophet, you know, he used to, when he used to be in the Hujra of Aisha, they used to tell each other, you know, just to entertain themselves. They used to tell each other stories. You know, today, these days, we don't tell each other stories. You know, these days, couple hardly, you know, couples hardly communicate with each other. The only thing they do, okay, they can watch movie together. They can watch match together. Or they might listen to some, you know, some talk together. You know, but, but this is not the communication. Communication is you, when you value each other. When you listen to each other. That 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 what 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 makes each other happy. So Prophet Sallallahu you know, when used to be in the Hujra of Aisha uh, they used to tell each other stories. And by the way, they used stories used to be true stories. Okay, and Prophet Sallallahu used to tell tell Aisha the story of a jinn jinn, and you know it was a real story. And Aisha all the time, Subhanallah, he used to tell Prophet Sallallahu long long story of eleven women. Aisha he is telling long story about 11 ladies. And the Prophet listened to the story intently, subhanAllah. He is paying attention. And she is saying, you know, the first lady, when they all 11 ladies, they got together. First one said this, you know, and, you know, the second one said, no, my husband is like this. The third one said this. And they all telling the stories, 11 ladies telling the story about their personal life. And this is such long story, and Prophet Sallallahu is listening to Aisha and paying attention, not showing that he got bored. Can you please tell me the story of two women today? On the rest, you know, we uh, we will, uh, you know, I'll listen to you some other time. No, because he wanted to have good time with her. It was her turn, and uh, you know, and he was he wanted to have good time with her. And what is the good time? And they you know when you do something what you like to do. And you say something what you like to say. And when you know when you know that you're saying something and the, uh, the, the other person is listening, so that means that you feel that, you know, um, you're kind of having a good time. You're telling the story. And Professor Lassam, you know, Aisha is telling the story. And Professor Lassam is listening. And this shows that how much Professor Lassam used to make an effort, effort to please Aisha radiallahu and he was he was just all the time. He was just and fair with all the mothers of the believers. But at the same time, you have no control on your emotions. You have no controls in your, uh, among uh, over your feelings. You have no control over what is in your heart. And at but at the same time, you're not accountable for your feelings in, in your heart. You're accountable to your your apparent you know the the what you call attitude uh, towards other people. So Prophet Sallallahu he, he always, uh, you know, listened to the story. And no matter how long the story is, Prophet Sallallahu always, always uh, listened to Aisha Radhiallahu And Aisha Radhiallahu says that we are having good time. We're talking to each other. And uh, Prophet Sallallahu talking, I'm listening, I'm talking, he's listening. And suddenly, you know, he hears the Adhan. Bilal Radhiallahu he gives the Adhan. And our Prophet Sallallahu you know, he rushed to Chisopanla, to the masjid. He started, you know, start, started preparing for himself for the Salah. You know, doing wudu and uh, going to the masjid for the Salah. As if, you know, you know, Aisha Radhiallahu said, as soon Prophet Sallallahu used to hear the Adhan, that, you know, he used to act as if, he, you know, you know, it seemed as he didn't know, he didn't have no family or friends. 
This shows that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the priority over all the, all the affections and interests. So he always used to prefer the love of Allah Azza wa over the love of any relation of this dunya and anything of this dunya. So she says he was so loving and caring. At the same time, when he is the Hayya al-Salah, Hayya al-Falah, he used to rush to the masjid. This shows that, you know, even though that he used to love his wives, but still Allah's love was more than the life, uh, love uh, for, for the, any other relation and love for the wives. Um, so by the by the ninth year after Hijrah, the we know the Subhanallah when we read the history and uh, we know the Islamic history, you know the Baita ninth uh, um, ninth year after Hijrah, the might of Islam had spread over all most of the Arabian you know peninsula, all over the Makkah was conquered and the, all the tribes uh, you know around the around the Makkah it was they were all con conquered. And the newly newly founded uh, center of Islam, Al Madina, had become now a flourishing city uh, city state. And some of the wives of Prophet now now you know they realize the Muslims are in better condition now. In fine, you know financially they are in better condition. And some of the the wives of Prophet they they used to they were they were used to luxurious life you know before uh, before the marriage to Prophet and when they saw the believers are in a better condition financially, they requested for their allowance to be to be to be suitably uh, uh, reviewed and increased. So when they requested that um, we should have a bit more allowance and a bit more pocket money, then Prophet he did not like this from his wives. So Prophet this desire of their wives for worldly, uh, you know, comforts disturbed Prophet and he declared the, you know, that one one month, you know, he's not going to have any relation, and he's going to be, uh, he's going to separate himself for whole month from all the all the all the wives. So what happened that uh, he went into the seclusion, uh, seclusion room? Remember, remember, uh, remember, I said that you know there was another room over the room of Aisha So Prophet he went into seclusion in that little room above the apartment of Aisha And he came back after 28 days and he came down to Aisha's apartment and told Aisha that he could make her choice after consulting her parents. And what is the choice? Either she could choose him and the life of hardship or she could could have him, you know, you know, like she could leave him. The two two choices. Prophet told Aisha that you can consult your parents. You've got two choices. You can choose the worldly life and all the comfort of this life, possession of this life, and you can choose Prophet and the life of hardship. Choice is your own. I'm not forcing you to live with me forcefully. So. And uh, Prophet you know, gave her the choice that you can consult. If you don't know, you know how to, you know what to, you know what to decide. Then you can, um, you can uh, consult with your parents. And Aisha radhiyallahu subhanahu had no doubt. Aisha radhiyallahu had no doubt whatsoever in her mind, and she immediately answered that both she and her parents would willingly sacrifice her, their lives for Prophet whenever need arose. And she said there was no need to consult consult her parent, and she would prefer the life with Prophet over the possession of this dunya. 
and all the attraction of this dunya and temptations of this dunya. And he chose to live the life of hardship as long as he is living with Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This shows her love for Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then, uh, you know, she said, you know, she's choosing. She chose Prophet Sallallahu uh, over the, the worldly desires, over the temptations of this dunya and attraction of this dunya. And uh, this, uh, you know, as soon as Prophet heard this from Aisha, a beautiful smile lit up his blessed face, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah revealed the ayah in Surah Al-Ahzab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayah, O Prophet, say to your wives, if you desire the life of this world and its glitter, then come and I will come and I will make provision. That means I will provide you as much as I can and I'll set you free. In a very, uh, and I'll set you free, and I will set you free in honorable manner and beautiful manner. That means I, I, I will divorce you. If you don't want to live with me, you're not forced to live with me. You can go, you can make your own mind, and you can choose whatever you want to choose. You can choose me, or you can leave me, and I will divo divorce you. And I will divorce you in a beautiful manner. What is the beautiful manner? That I won't blame you for anything. I won't blame you. I will just, you know, you, you want to go? I will set you free. I will divorce you. But if you desire Allah and his messenger and the home of the hereafter, you know, permanent home, if you want a permanent home and permanent mansion in the hereafter, then verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for those, uh, for good doers among you, a great, great reward. So this ayah was revealed to Prophet after the ilah. Then when after the boycott, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this ayah. This shows the subhanallah that none of the Prophet's wife was forced to live with him. They were forced to live with, with him. And there was, you know, rather they were feeling privileged to be wives of Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And after telling, you know, by the way, you know, who was the first one? Uh, Prophet, you know, after the uh, ayah, Prophet asked all the, all the wives then, you want to live with me or you want to leave me? It's, leave me, it's up to you. But when Prophet asked Aisha, and you know that I mentioned there, what was the reply? What was the answer of Aisha? That I choose you, and I, I, I choose Allah, and I choose you, and I choose the home in the hereafter. So after telling Prophet, uh, you know, uh, what Aisha felt about the matter, he very, you know, naively he asked Prophet to keep it a secret. So as he wanted to see what other wives would say uninfluenced by her decision. Well, she must be thinking that some of them might choose the life of this dunya and the possession of this dunya. So I can spend more time with Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this shows her extreme love for Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Her extreme desire to spend time with Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So finally, when Prophet Sallallahu asked everyone, then the older wives took the same decision as Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And the wave of tension, you know, changed everything. And the same era of joy, peace, and tranquility returned in the house of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Hujrat of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this shows that all the wives of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they felt privileged and honored to be his wives. And it was subhanAllah, really an honor it was really an honor for them that allah subhanahu chose them and allah chose them at the same time allah subhanahu made them the mothers of the believers and that means that after prophet no one is allowed to marry the wives of prophet 
because their their status is the highest ever status over rest of the rest of the women. So uh, and everyone, you know, it was really really honored to be the family member of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Aisha Radhiyallahu was our Prophet Sallallahu love, and Prophet Sallallahu was Aisha's love. Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi was Aisha's love, and his favorite favorite of all the wives. Not because he wasn't fair, even though he was always, always fair and just subhanAllah to all of them. But she had a special place in Prophet Sallallahu's heart. You know, once, uh, uh, and because she had some qualities. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when Prophet Sallallahu all the time, every other day, you know, every day, when he was observing Aisha's quality, then she was becoming more dearer and dearer to Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that doesn't mean that if one person is extremely good, then that doesn't mean that other people, na'udhu billah, na'udhu billah, they are less. But, you know, sometimes one, one person can be the, uh, the better than other people. So Aisha, she had special qualities. And Prophet had special, you know, feeling for, for Aisha, upon which he didn't have any control. He didn't have any control, so and he won't be accountable. He won't be held accountable for those feelings. But you know the the people who have you know more than one wives, they will be accountable. I'm not talking about uh, Professor Lassen. I'm I'm talking about those people who have more than one wife. You know they are accountable for their behavior towards them, for the provision. If they provide one, you know more than the other one, then it's, it is uh, injustice. So Professor Lassen, he was really really fair and just with all the wives. But uh, you know she had a special place in his in 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 his heart. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So Amr bin al-Asr, he said that once I asked Prophet وسلم, that who does he love the most? Who does he love most? And Prophet وسلم, said, Aisha. You know, he's not being shy to show his love for his wife. And this way he's teaching the Ummah. That it's okay. It's okay to say that you love your wife. Because of her qualities, you love your wife. It's okay to say that. When many people, you know, they say, other people, I love you for the sake of Allah, I love you for the sake of Allah. But then, you know, when they come to wife, subhanAllah, they're very stingy. So it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. May Allah subhanAllah put barakah in our, in our marriage life, all of that, subhanAllah. So, uh, you know, he said, Aisha. Then uh, Amr bin As said, no, 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 no. I'm talking about women. I'm talking about men. Who do you like most? Who you love most among the men? Men. Then he said, he did not say Abu Bakr. He said, her father. Again, he is associating with Aisha that her father. Then he said, you know, Abu Bakr Siddiq. Then, you know, I said, Umar, Uthman, Ali, then um, Amr bin As said, um, then I became silent. I became silent for fear that Prophet might regard me as the last of them. This is the Hadith of Bukhari and Muslim. So she was the daughter of Prophet Sallallahu best friend Abu Bakr Siddiq Radhiallahu and who is Abu Bakr? He is the best person of this ummah. He is the best ever person of this ummah for whom Prophet Sallallahu said that I try to pay back every single one of you in my lifetime. But I cannot pay back Abu Bakr Siddiq. Allah will pay him. Allah will pay him. And she is the daughter of Sadiq, and he is she is Sadika herself, radiallahu ta'ala anha. That means extremely, extremely truthful. So, and we know the Prophet, you know, uh, 
Prophet Sallallahu's marriage with Aisha Radhiallahu it was arranged or ordained by Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. And Prophet Sallallahu said by Allah, you know, that she was shown, you know, Prophet Sallallahu is telling others that by Allah she was shown to Prophet Sallallahu in his dream and he said if it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then definitely it will happen. So this shows that before he saw this dream, and dream means that that is command from Allah, Allah and that is the decision decreed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this shows that subhanahu that Prophet never thought of this before he had the dream. And, uh, and we know, so we all know the dreams of uh, the messengers, they are like the wahi, they are like the revelation. So after Khadija anha, Aisha was the love of Prophet and she was the dearest ever to Prophet but after uh, Khadija anha. And the, even the Sahaba, even the rest of the Sahaba the, in the, who living in the, in the same community, what do they used to do every time they want to um, they want to send some uh, some gift and what was you, what the gift used to be? Some food, sometimes milk, sometimes food, sometimes dates. So every time the Sahaba, they want to send some food or, you know, any other gift, they used to send to Prophet when it is Aisha radiallahu's turn. And the rest of the, the rest of the, the, what you call it, the mothers of the believers, the rest of the wives of Prophet they, they, they complained. They complained to Prophet through Fatima radiallahu They called Fatima radiallahu and they said, go to Prophet and complain on our behalf that you know why people send you food or any other gift when you are in the hujra of or, or, or hujra of Aisha radiallahu and now uh, they complained and uh, when Aisha when uh, Fatima radiallahu came to Prophet and she said that your wives they are complaining and uh, when matter was you know told all the matter to Prophet that they were complaining that why rest of the people, the people in community, why they send a gift when you are in the Hujra of Aisha. Then Prophet number one thing Prophet said, is their own choice. I can't force them. It's their own choice. And it could be coincidence as well at the same time. You know, we never know. Sometimes they might send it willingly or knowingly. Or sometimes it can be coincidence as well. And the Prophet you know, said to Fatima radiallahu Oh Fatima, don't you love who I love? Then Aisha said, I love who you love. And I love Aisha. So this was, she was the love of Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So another virtue of Aisha radiallahu is there is that she saw Jibreel alayhi two times in her life, in her, in a form of human being. On one occasion, Aisha radiallahu saw, saw that Prophet you know, um, he, he saw Prophet with, with his hands on, on, the, on the back of the horse or on the neck of the horse, and he is talking to someone. He is talking to the rider. And she asked Prophet who was that man? That man? And Prophet he was so surprised and asked her, can you see that man? You know, most, most of the time when angels come to Prophet even when he comes, it was very, very rare, you know, few only few times when people could see uh, Angel Jibreel when he came in human, human form. Remember the long, long hadith, what is Iman, what is Ihsan? And Angel Jibreel came in a human form and he sat next to, next to Prophet 
and uh, all you know that this is long long hadith at that time rest of the sahaba they saw Islam in a human form and uh, but aisha siddiq radiyallahu out of all the uh, all the mothers of believers only aisha radiyallahu saw angel jibril alayhisalam in uh, in a human form twice and Prophet he was so surprised that can you see her? Can you see him? Then uh, she said, yeah, I can see him. Then Prophet told her that it was Angel Jibreel Al-Islam and uh, he came in a form of human human being. And most of the time he used to come in a, in a, in a form of Sahabi, Dehya uh, Kalbi. And um, and he wanted, then Prophet told Aisha that he wanted to say Salam to you. That means Angel Jibreel al-Islam sending salam upon you. And he's, he's telling me that I should convey his, his salam to you. So she said, wa alayhi salam. She gave the, the answer for the salam. And another time, you know, she saw Angel Jibreel al-Islam again. You know, a stranger man, he was came, uh, a stranger stand, standing uh, outside, her, outside her door. And she informed Prophet that, you know, someone standing outside. And when Prophet went, you know, he said, um, and Prophet asked Angel Jibreel to enter the house, but he replied that they don't enter places where there were pictures, uh, pictures displayed and their dogs. So from this incident, we learn something. You know, we always, always learn something from the from the lives of these pious people, from the life of Prophet, from the lives of the uh, of the, the Sahaba and Sahabiyat and lives of the mothers of the believers. So Professor Asam told him to Angel Jibreel to come inside. And he said, No, I can't come. Why? Because you know there's a dog. And Professor Asam didn't realize that there's a little puppy in the corner of that room. So Professor you know, uh, chased the chased the uh, puppy away. And then Angel Jibreel uh, he entered the room. So uh, he entered the room. So what, what 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 do we learn from this incident? We learn that if the pictures are displayed, it's okay in the album, okay? But when pictures are displayed on the walls and the, you know, like, um, and the dogs are in the house, then in, in, the, in that house where pictures are displayed and their dogs are in their house, then angels, they don't enter that house. So we should avoid these things. If we want the blessings of Allah subhanAllah in our house subhanAllah, which are brought by the angels, we have to, Purify our houses from these kind of things, from the pictures and from dogs or puppies or anything. Some people think that this is a uh, sign of their, I can say their, they show off their dogs and puppies as if that this is a, just makes them really, really, you know, honorable person, you know, uh, just because they have dogs and, you know, puppies and anything. Some people, they love them so much, subhanAllah, and they eat together, you know, and they sit together. So what, what we, we learn, that's the whole point, is what we learn. We learn that if our houses have picture displayed and the dogs, then uh, angel of mercy, they're not going to enter our house. So we have, to, we have to purify our houses from these pictures and from anything because of which we are prevented from, uh, from the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, entering in our houses. Okay. So it was Aisha through whom this Ummah learned so much, subhanAllah, about Prophet private life, his marital life, subhanAllah. Because he spent, you know, he, he spent time at home. And who can tell that how, how he used to spend time at home? 
Who can tell us? Who can tell this ummah that how Prophet used to spend time behind the walls in, the, in his house, in his, in his rooms? Through Aisha radiallahu so it's a, you know we we learn through Aisha radiallahu how Prophet used to time spend time at home. You know how was the the condition of his tahajjud and salah at home, and what was the romance you know with his wives and what what is halal even even between husband and wife what is halal what is haram we learn through Aisha radiallahu anha because of her association association with Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So, you know, even though that we learned that how Prophet used to joke with her and not only with her, he used to joke with the rest of the uh, mothers of the believers as well. So we learn much about the private life of Prophet which is at the same time is very important for us to learn. As husband and wife, it's very important to learn, subhanAllah, and how can we learn? We learned, this Ummah learned through uh, Aisha radiallahu anha. And uh, once, you know, this shows, you know, all these little, little, in, little, little incidents of Allah shows that their the love between Aisha radiallahu and Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And uh, Aisha radiallahu said that, you know, we, are, we were on the, on the journey with the rest of the Sahaba. Uh, and uh, what happened that the Prophet sallallahu said to Sahaba that you move ahead. You go ahead, you move forward. And Aisha radiallahu you know, she was surprised that Prophet sallallahu wanted to say something. And for as soon as the rest of the Sahaba, they moved forward to that, you know, uh, extent that now they, they're not looking back and, you know, they can't, um, um, like quite, you know, quite distant, subhanAllah. When the Sahaba moved forward, then Prophet asked Aisha, you want to race? And uh, yeah, they had, they had raced. And when they both had raced, subhanAllah, they both of them raced and who won? Aisha radiallahu she won the race. So after some times, again, they had the race again. At this time, Prophet sallallahu he won. And he said, one for one. One for one, you, you uh, won last time, and I won this time. And by the way, this race was not in public. This race was, was not shown on Facebook and Instagram like these days. Even our sisters with jilbab and niqab, you know, no, not niqab, jilbab and scarf, you know, headscarf, they're putting pictures on the Facebook and the, the whatever, you know, Instagram, yeah, Instagram, and they put their pictures and at the same time they think they're covering themselves. Come on, you're, you're not, when you put, your, put your pictures on Facebook, you're not covering yourself anymore. You know, so we have to learn this. If you're covering, you cover yourself, they, you preserve your privacy. And when you showed your pictures to other people, you know, sometimes videos, sometimes pictures, all this, when you displayed on, you know, when you display all this Instagram and Facebook, you know, you, you destroy your own privacy. There's no privacy anymore. So in that, when you showed your pictures, other people, they have full right to give the comments again. You know, they can't, you can't say, why did so-and-so said say, said this, this about my video? And why did, so, you know, so-and-so said this about my pictures? Why? Because you made them say yourselves. So this race, you know, Prophet you know, moved them. You know, he commanded them, commanded them, the, the Sahaba, you go forward. And when they moved forward, then they had race. It's not that you know, in the public, you know, the sister is, you know, wearing jilbab and niqab and she running in the street and she running in the park and all the people watching. It wasn't like that. <clears throat> so it was not in the public and Prophet you know, this shows that they have wonderful connection and they were they have wonder, they had wonderful time together 
So this, uh, yeah. And Aisha radiallahu you know, she loved Prophet and to that extent that, you know, Prophet Aisha and Aisha radiallahu would drink from the same glass. They would drink from the same glass and they would eat from the same plate. And Prophet he used to ask Aisha, oh Aisha, which spot of this glass you drank from? And Prophet used to drink from the same spot where Aisha drank from. That's how much they loved each other. And the Prophet you know, loved you know deeply and you know respected Aisha because of her command, because of her command over religious matters and other praiseworthy qualities. On one occasion, when the Prophet um, Prophet was, was ill, and at the same time, Aisha she wasn't feeling well as well. And uh, the Prophet said to the Aisha, when he said, you know, uh, my head's hurting, and Aisha said, my head's hurting as well. And Prophet said to Aisha, that if she died before me, he, uh, you know, uh, Prophet said that if she died before him, that before Prophet he would personally wash her and shout her and place her into the grave and pray for her. So she lightheartedly replied, Aisha radiallahu that it seems as if that he would celebrate her death. It was just a joke. It was a, just a joke, but we learned something. Again, we are learning something. What are we learning from this incident? We are learning that a man is allowed to wash her wife's you know, dead body and he is allowed to shout her. That's what we're learning. So even though from that joke, we're learning something. So he just, you know, he was just joking. But, uh, you know, uh, from it, we learn, you know, the uh, fake issue. And that is a fake issue that man is allowed to wash her, uh, uh, wash his, uh, his wife. And wife is allowed to wash uh, her husband. Then Aisha radiallahu she was so honest as well. Very, very honest. And many times, you know, you see when you read about, the, about you know, many, many ahadith and when you read about Aisha radiallahu you learn that she was very honest, you know, to, to narrate some, some argument with her, you know, with her husband, Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And especially when she is wrong, you know, she's narrating the incident, you know, her argument with Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when she is wrong. And who does this? You know, she is narrating, you know, all these incidents. Oops. What time is it? Okay. Inshallah. Um, you know, sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't even look at the time. It was five o'clock already. So Aisha Radhi was so, so honest to even narrate her the, the incident when she was wrong and she was reprimanded as well. And what was it? Inshallah, we will discuss tomorrow. Inshallah. Until then, take care of yourself. Take care of your iman. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayka wa sallallahu ta'ala la habibihi. Rahmati lil'alameen wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.